Hola, hola, mi gente. It's your girl V with another episode. I hope that you have been having a good week. It's a new month, so that means new beginnings. I hope that you are able to put February behind you, whether it was good or bad, because now it's time to look forward and move forward, right? So today I have a special guest. Her name is Mel, and she is from the podcast called Tapping with the Tripod. Say hello, Mel. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I just want to thank Mel for coming as a guest on a last minute. Um, it has been an interesting Sunday. So I'll let her talk about her weekend first okay. uh, since she's my guest. Yeah. Um, well, happy to be on here. Um, this weekend is kind of an exciting weekend. So recently I, was, I felt God called me to ministry. And um, the first lady from my church asked me to come to a women's breakfast and to just speak and give a testimony. And mm -hmm. it was just a, a powerful breakfast. And it was good to be amongst women, women of God, and just to talk and share some truth with them. And it was it was an emotional experience getting, getting to Saturday morning um, because it's the first time I've really truly shared my story. Awesome. And um, I was just excited for what it was going to do for God and what yeah. it was going to do for the women there and then what it's going to do for me. Because it's almost like those chains that were bound to you. It's like yeah. letting go of it, yeah. finally, like really <laughs> releasing it and letting it go. And so it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. I got a lot of encouraging words. Um, and then after that, um, today, got to go to church. Um, I've been I've been trying to find like a new home church. So the church that I attended previously, uh -huh. um, it's going to be my home church. But I went there when I was married. So there's a lot of connection yeah. and stuff. And I just feel like it's time for mm -hmm. for something new. But I'm just I'm excited for the things that God's doing in my life. Um, and for just being obedient and waiting for him to show me where I'm supposed to be. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, you're going to be able to share some of that, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad um, there's power in being able to tell your story. And that's why I love now, like, when I hear people's stories, because you never know what they've been through. Right. Um, and I know I get that a lot. Like, um, some people really don't understand the things that i've been through and yeah. then when they do get to know you it's like oh my god like right wow you know I, you're you're such a strong person but you've been through all this right. stuff you know so right and i think it's good that people see that human side of you mm -hmm. because sometimes they see the finished product yes or they don't see like the journey you went through to get to where you're at right and when they get to see that journey and they see the steps you've taken and the challenges and obstacles then they can get hope from that. Right. Because Whenever I get a compliment, like somebody saying, Mel, you look, you look so happy. You uh -huh. look like you're glowing. Sometimes I just sit there and I think like, wow, if they only knew what it took to get yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But. Really? Um, so mine, I, I can, I can relate to you in the sense that um, lately God has really been like tugging at my heart mm -hmm. and Some people know, like, I was really involved in church and, and had some things um, happen. And it wasn't so much that those things pulled me away from God. Mm -hmm. It was um, a lot of surrounding. Like, it was just the whole thing was very discouraging, very heartbreaking. And I never disconnected from God, but I did change as a person. And I did allow those things to pull me away from ministry from church and right. things like that so um i'm glad though that god is so good he doesn't let us go he doesn't because you know? <laughs> I, i definitely like one of the things i said in my um 
testimony was, you know, I went from this state of turmoil to a turn up. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, I was I was out there in these streets a little bit. And um, it just I had never done that. It was something enticing about being on the wild side because I had yeah. never lived that life. But that's when God really snatched me up and mm-hmm. and set me straight and let me know, like, you're not supposed to be yeah. over there. <laughs> so he is good. He's faithful. Um, he really is. And I'm, I'm glad that we're, we're able to share a testimony yeah. and show people, like, there is life after all those troublesome times that we go through. <laughs> like, it's, it's only going to make you stronger. Right. And then to be able to be real. That's yeah, the biggest thing. Right. Because there's so many cookie cutter Christians out there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or just people in, in general. It doesn't right. even have to be somebody who believes in God. Just people in general, they um, feel they have to be a certain way. And there are all these different expectations mm-hmm. and these pressures that we have in the world that a lot of times we put on ourselves because that's what we think people expect from us. Right. Or you grow up in a generation where you have to show face, mm-hmm. you know, like you have to like, um, be a certain way right. and, and you can't let anybody know that you're struggling because you mm-hmm. know, just- that's how I, that's how I lived throughout my marriage. Mm-hmm. I would go into church and I would paint that picture yeah. of, mm-hmm. of perfection, or at least I was doing my best to make it come right. across that way. So when I shared my story, mm-hmm. I just wondered if the women there like were like, wow, I, I never knew yeah. that she was dealing with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but God is good, like you said. But I, I agree with you. I think that there's power in transparency. Yes. Because authenticity to me is is so important mm-hmm. because everybody everybody's a sinner. Everybody right. falls short. And so when, when we share our reality with people, it allows them to be able to connect with you mm-hmm. better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really does. And then, like for me, I know that I get all kinds of people um, come my way. And I can't, like, if I see somebody struggling, I see that they're dealing with something, like, I can't fix your life. Right. But I can't just, like, not tell you that, hey, you know, there's hope. You yeah. can change. Things can change for you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that takes action on your part. But also, like, there's just something about when you have that other factor or that God factor mm-hmm. where you're not doing it alone, you know, or whatever, you know, people believe in so many different things. And I feel like if you try to go through life on your own, it's just not going to work. And that's right. how I was raised. It's right. like, you don't need friends. You don't need, no, you're going to have to just do it on your own. And mm-hmm. that's hard to live that way, mm-hmm. to feel like you have absolutely nobody and you just have to figure it out on your own. Right. That's, that's isolating. Yes. And it sounds depressing. (laughs) (laughs) It does. It does. But that's where you have to really remember that even when you're in those solitude-like moments that God is still there. Mm -hmm. Even when you you don't see him and you don't feel him, he's still there. Um, But that's just, that's part of your testimony. And, you know, I learned recently that your testimony really isn't for you. Mm -hmm. It's for other people because you never know who's going to be impacted by your story and how they're going to be able to grow and develop in their relationship with Christ. Because of what you share. Yep, that's true. <laughs> so like one of the things that I did a lot, um, and I think since I was a kid, it's just been like that. I've always loved movies. I've always loved acting, um, singing. And so I'm not saying I'm a good singer. Right. Okay? <laughs> that I'll do karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I did a lot of that when I wasn't, well, even, even when I wasn't in church, but when I was, we did a lot of the plays and stuff. And mm-hmm. And then and then we actually did did some um, 
recorded an actual feature film. And so then just recently, I had a, a red carpet event for a movie that I'm in. And I play a small oh, okay. part, right? Uh-huh. But I, I went back and looked at some video that my friend recorded of me and pictures that were taken. And then I even was reflecting on that night. And I was like, wow, um, I'm walking with a confidence. Yes. And I'm like walking like a movie star. I'm like waving. Like, <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> and then it was so cool because somebody, um, one of the other actors, his family went and they had printed a picture. So I was. I was a bodyguard. I'm just such a tough girl, right? <laughs> right. I was a body bodyguard for uh, one of the cartel brothers, right? And so, okay. yeah. So, so we actually had guns and stuff. Like, like um, it was just funny. We took this one picture, and the family had printed out the picture, so they were getting autographs of us, you know. And it was so cute. I was like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, it's my I'm first famous. autograph. <laughs> I was like, wow, you know. But I felt like. Um, I felt like it was my night. It was not my movie. Right. But I felt it was like God showing me, look how far you have come. Yeah. Like, look at you. Right. You know, where I felt when I went through my divorce and all that stuff, um, I felt so broken. I felt so thrown away. Mm -hmm. Like, I just felt like I was just discarded. Like, just, I didn't matter. Right. And there were times where I felt like, God, where are you? And then to see that moment and have him lift me up that way. Because I've always been a a behind the scenes type of person, you know? And it's like, no, no, everybody else shine. I'll just stay back here, you know? And for years I have felt God telling me, stop hiding in people's shadows. Mm. And I'm just like, no, it's okay. I'm okay. Like, I'm a humble person. Let them do their thing. But lately, um, it's been, I've been seeing like, you don't, just because you're not in people's shadows doesn't mean like you're trying to be like the center of attention. Right. It's just like, it's your time to shine. When it's your time to shine, when God says it's your turn, right? it's your turn. And you just ride that wave because it's like your turn. I like that too. I don't, I don't like to be the center of attention. I, I'm definitely one that's cool with chilling in the cut yeah but i think that when when the holy spirit is activated on you and you shine bright it's hard for you to to dull that shine and so that's probably what what you were able to see of yourself and that's that's an amazing feeling when you can see it on Mm -hmm. yourself yeah because i know when when you're in that desolate place it you don't ever feel it you don't ever Mm -hmm. see it but that's when you know that god's going to bring deliverance to that desolate place and that's what he did for you and Shine bright, girl. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying, you know. Like, the more I try to hide myself, the more God's like, no, I'm going to put you out here. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, no. And I'm like. You, you don't belong in the back, ma'am. I'm true. I don't. <laughs> My friend's been telling me that for a long time. You know what? I, I really, truly feel like at the at the time when I was going through all my stuff, you know, the cliches you hear, you know, God's entire test into a testimony. Yes. And he don't give you more than what you can handle. Right. And, I'm, and I and I remember just being sick of hearing them say mm-hmm. that. Do not lean on your own understanding. Right. <laughs> you know what? My heart is like on the floor. Right. Like, go ahead. You can stomp on it, too. Like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't want to hear anything because there was there were no words that could comfort me. You yeah. know, but so let's talk about that. I, I want to talk about. um Last week we talked about cheating and I wanted to get 
uh, for a woman's perspective and just what it does to you. And it kind of turned into like my confession (laughs) (laughs) of cheating and stuff, you know, but uh, I would like to get into how cheating um, affects um, women because because what I want to do, too, is I want I want I would like because I have, you know, male listeners and um and i want them to see i want i want them men to hear like how it affects women whether it's going to make a change in them or not i don't know but i want them to see how it affects women and i also want women to see and be able to think and reflect like if they have been through that which a lot have sure to to think about how that affects them and if they're out there dating some of the things some of the triggers and stuff like that i like for people to think yeah. like i need you to think and not just see like oh i need to protect myself and y'all need to cater to my needs but also see how what your past trauma mm-hmm. is causing your perspective to be and what t- you know like your lens the on life and on dating and on men sure it is affected by things that have happened to you as a kid in dating and marriage and relationships in general. Mm-hmm. So I like for people to think, but I also like, I, I plan to get a man's perspective. So man, if you've been cheated on, please hit me up in my DMs. Okay. <laughs> Cause yeah. I want, it happens. Yeah, yeah. I want, I think I, a lot of times they get placed blame upon men as being mm-hmm. the cheaters, but I mean, women cheat too. Yes. Women, women cheat, cheat too. too. I mm-hmm. hate to admit that, but yeah. Have you ever seen the Beyonce Lemonade visual album? I have not. Oh my gosh! Um, so it's it's really dealing with the infidelity that occurred between mm-hmm. her and Jay Z, and I swear she did such a beautiful job of depicting the different range of emotions that you go through oh, when you're going okay, through okay. the process. When I saw it, like I was baby cry crying, like just <laughs> tears were flowing for me because. It talked about everything from like the initial hurt, mm-hmm. the anger side of things, and yeah. then when you actually you you sit in it and you wallow in it, and then also the delivering part when when if it gets to the point of reconciliation, mm-hmm. she included that part in the podcast uh, in the podcast in in the album as well, and um, I mean it. She just it was so smart. So yeah. if you've ever been cheated on or mm-hmm. if you've cheated on somebody i think you could take a lot away from watching it wow. but i i definitely have a lot that i can give on it because there was there was those different phases that i dealt with because i was in a marriage for almost 10 years just a okay. couple months shy of 10 years uh-huh. and uh, it was constant infidelity yeah and so i in in the very beginning before i met my ex-husband um i remember i was sitting in the kitchen with some guy friends and I sat there and I told him, there are women who get cheated on and there are women who don't. Uh-huh. And I am one who does not. <laughs> and Lord, did I have to eat those words. Famous last words. Right. <laughs> Man, it, it was a whirlwind. That The whole relationship was just mm-hmm. a roller coaster. Um, so in the very beginnings, I, I didn't even know what it felt like to be in that kind of position. I was definitely that overly optimistic doughy-eyed kind of gal that that always looked at love so positively so Mm -hmm. I didn't even reflect on negativity um and so when I got hit with it at first it was a gut punch for real yeah and um I had dealt with so much anxiety and insecurity because you you tend to think it's you Mm -hmm. you tend to place blame upon yourself like I'm not good enough yeah what is what am I doing wrong Mm -hmm. 
And um, I, when we would go out in public, I would, I would literally have anxiety because there's beautiful women everywhere. Yeah, right. Everywhere you go, there's beautiful women. And I would just internally mm-hmm. freak out mm-hmm. in thinking that my, my husband at the time was going to see one of them. And it was like the repercussion of that. Like if he sees them, he might want to cheat. Right. And so it was really a lot of mental mm-hmm. warfare that I had to work through. And mm-hmm. so when I was in my marriage, I always felt like if, if I'm going to forgive him, I have to. Yeah. I have to forgive him. I have to get over these humps. And um, and I can't hold him in that place. And then I also didn't want to hold myself in that place. Because right. I was definitely that girl at first of, give me your phone. Let me look through your phone. Like as though I could just go through all of his things and make sure that I was safe. Right. And it was just, that will make you insane mm-hmm. if you have to do that. And so when, when I was becoming that type of person, I didn't want to be that person. And so I would always work at getting over those humps, like I said. Um, but it was like almost every time that I would work myself to get back to square one, he would constantly take me back because it was a reoccurring right. thing. It was a cycle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a cycle. So I dealt with um, that anxiety, um, definitely feeling like I wasn't good enough. When I see pictures of myself mm-hmm. from when I was married, yeah, I see misery. Yeah, I see misery on myself, and um, sometimes he'll he'll like just randomly send a picture of me with my children from his memories or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And when I see them, it's just a constant <laughs> reminder right. of what what I once was, and I'm just thankful that I'm no longer in that situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know there are some pictures that I see um, that like. You see smiles in the pictures, right? But you can remember exactly. Oh, he was cheating with this one at that right. time. Right? <laughs> oh man, other things yeah. that I would do. So I remember one time, he um, <laughs> he was having sexual relations with one of the secretaries at one of the or counter girls or whatever, and mm-hmm. an Ansira, one of the Ansiras. Okay. And so, man, I'm telling you, I've seen some things. So he actually had filmed. Oh, wow. And you saw it. And I saw it. I saw it. But like... <sighs> That's traumatic. At, it's so traumatic. So traumatic. And um, and how do you unsee it? Yeah. You, you can't. can't. You can't. You can't. And so when he gave me the backstory behind it, he had told me, oh, well, they went to go eat at Taco Cabana. And then they went and parked. Like he gave me details about the day. And I... <laughs> I stopped eating Taco Cabana. I I could not drive mm-hmm. back past this car dealership because it was like every time I would do it, it would trigger me. Right. But it was like even the the mental thoughts before that of knowing, oh, I can't go down that road. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, nope, can't eat Taco Cabana. And so it was like those kinds of things. But I had to work through it. So I made myself eat Taco Cabana. I made myself yeah. drive past the right. dealership because I, di- I didn't want to continue mm-hmm. to live that that way. Yeah. I know. I you know what that reminds me because there was one, um, one of the times that um, my ex cheated. Well, I okay, I married two cheaters. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> they were yeah. both Capricorns. Y'all stay away from this. Oh Lord. <laughs> okay, look, y'all do not judge me. They were both named Lewis. Okay, so <laughs> what are the Capricorns odds? Capricorns named Lewis off limits. Yeah, if your name is Lewis, you're totally off limits for me. <laughs> Totally. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I don't care. What how if it's cute. Luis? 
If it wasn't Luis, both of them. <laughs> one was Mexican, Mexican. The other one was Mexican. So, it's Luis. I don't. I had one guy. He's like, "Whoa, what? If, what if we go by my middle name, Miguel?" And I was like, "No, I'm sorry, baby. I just can't do it. I can't. You look like a cheater. Just, just, just." <laughs> so, but I remember I felt like that about Magianos. I would mm. not go there because he would go. Well, I thought that he used to go there with this one girl because um but i guess he had just bought it for her and he brought some home like you bringing wife leftovers yeah. this side piece supposed to get leftovers not me right <laughs> but still i didn't want to because of that you know um so i totally get you like i yeah. started avoiding avoiding certain places because it was like no because that they would trigger it would remind me of the the infidelity right know? so it's just crazy I just I I never understood the whole concept of cheating. It's like and I know this has been a topic that you've talked about before, but for me I always felt like if I was in the position where I thought I needed to step out mm-hmm. that I probably shouldn't be in that relationship right. any longer. Mhm. That's how I feel now. Yeah. Because I even had that um question well, it was supposed to be for my guest, but I I asked like if you ask me, was it worth it to mm-hmm. cheat? Because uh, in my okay, so in my first marriage, I ended up being a cheater too. Mm-hmm. And if you ask me, was it worth it? I will tell you no. Right. It was not worth it. And in my second marriage, I did not cheat at all, like at all. Mm-hmm. Like no, I wa- I walked away with clean hands. And um, but I will tell you, it for me as a woman, as a, a former cheater, and someone that has been cheated on. But somebody, as somebody that has cheated, for me personally, I feel it's not worth it. Now, the person I am um, now and have grown up to be, um, I I won't. If I f- am feeling like I'm going to cheat on you, then I don't need to be with you. Right. That's exactly how I feel now. So I totally agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I see it now. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I was hurt. I had been cheated on. I didn't see it that way. I just was hurt. Yeah. And my emotions and my actions were totally being led by that hurt and that anger and that pain and just trying to find some relief. Mm-hmm. That was me. Some people, I don't know why they cheat. They just right. cheat, you know? Do you feel like it's, you could bounce back from infidelity? Like in a marriage, I, can you come back from it? I think... I think you possibly could, but I don't, I don't know. I think it's an individual person. It's hard to, to determine whether someone really truly is done cheating or not. Mm-hmm. Because when I, I like stopped everything, I cut it. Like I stopped talking to guys and everything. And I had told, you know, at the time my husband didn't know that I had cheated on him, but he had been cheating on me and we reached, reached a point where it seemed like he wasn't cheating anymore. And mm-hmm. so I wasn't cheating either. So we weren't cheating on each other. But then all of a sudden, boom, he cheated on me again. Mm-hmm. And that is the, that's what really took me over the edge. Right. Where I was like, I didn't care. I would tell guys I was married. I'm not leaving my husband. And I was going out and I was not even trying to hide it. Like, I just did not care. Mm. And then when he and then I felt like I, I felt like I got consumed by it. Like, I just could not stop cheating. But it was all because I was hurt because mm-hmm. I was starting to trust him again. I really thought like, okay, this 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 mm-hmm. time he's not going to do it anymore. And so I f- felt like 
I just got consumed by all that pain and anger and I just went crazy and was cheating. But a part of me still wanted to stop. I just didn't know how to stop. Right. It probably just wasn't. Sometimes hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you were doing it in retaliation. Mm -hmm. But in your core, it didn't feel right. Yeah. Because that's not who you were. No, no. Because then all of a sudden, all of a sudden I had like um, this moment where it was like, hey, what you're doing is wrong. And I was like, what? Where'd that come from? (laughs) I was like, where'd that come from? I don't understand. Yeah. And um, I still wasn't like full like like totally surrendered to God. Like, honestly, when I went through my first divorce, um, I had suicidal thoughts and stuff. And, um, the marriage dissolved because of cheating. Um, on my part, I don't want to say that he wasn't cheating at the time, but I was the one that was like caught, so to speak, because honestly, I wanted to be because I wanted to stop. I just didn't know how to stop. And it makes no sense. But I was like, well, he should know how. I mean, he stopped before. You know, he has more experience than me. You you know, the way I always viewed it with my ex-husband was almost like a drug dealer. Not a drug dealer. A A drug addiction. A drug addiction. Yes. It was like he... Honestly, what he was dealing with was his own insecurity. Mm -hmm. And so he would go out, get his ego stroked. Yeah. And then he would he would come back and then when he'd be caught, it was he genuinely felt remorse. I know he mm-hmm. felt sorry, but then it was like now I'm in this low place. So what am I gonna do? I'm gonna go get high again mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go get my ego struck again. And so that was the cycle that I was caught in. And so that's when I had to really realize like this has nothing to do with me and everything to do with him. Mm-hmm. And so you have to make the decision whether or not you wanna stay in that. Yeah, I, we so I was just like, I think we're done because I felt like, well, he's going to pay me back. And yeah. if he was already cheating on me, a payback's probably going to be even worse. He would say that to me. Mine would my ex-husband, he would be like, you know, uh, I'm just afraid that you would do it. And if you do it, mm-hmm. it's very different because when when women cheat, it's more emotional, whereas <laughs> for them, it's just a physical act. That's the way he would propose it to me. I don't know. I've I've never done it. But did you feel like there was emotional attachment for you or was it just strictly Mm, physical? There were times where it was strictly physical, but there were like a couple times where it was emotional, but then I would just um, like just withdraw from it because I was not trying to get rid of my husband. Yeah. I know it's crazy. I was Mm -hmm. not, I, I loved him, but if the opportunity was there and it was, and I didn't get caught then. Okay, I'm just going to do it. And it, like, it would be like a, another relationship. Yeah. But the guy knew that my time with him was limited. And he knew, like, don't call me during certain hours, mm. you know. So, yeah. And he cooperated. He played so, his yeah, part. He did. He played his part, girl. <laughs> he played his position, you know. Um, But, you know, like nowadays, I feel like a lot of people hype that up and stuff, like mm-hmm. um, for women to be able to do that. I mean, because for the guys, it's always been like, ooh, you know, fist bump, bro. You got, you know, your side chicks and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you have a good woman at home. You know, um, for women, we do get that. I mean, it is a double standard, whether it's fair or not. um, I don't feel. Yeah, it is what it is. (laughs) Right. And and I feel like men cannot bounce back from it as 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 well as women do not that we should have to you Mm -hmm. know but i feel like women are more forgiving we can get past it better than than a man can because you like you you were cheated on multiple times but you never did it to him right you know and that was the case in my second marriage um i never cheated on him 
the difference between my first and my second husband is my first one I was like in a cycle like you and that mm-hmm. cycle that just kept continued to repeat itself um he would cheat he had remorse he would be okay you know and um he never neglected our home he never neglected the kid like you know not that he was a perfect dad i mean i wasn't a perfect mom we were young but he never never neglected the home the home that part of him never came into the home except when he got caught where it hurt my heart it broke my heart right um but as far as like someone coming to our house or calling my house or anything like that like the minute he got caught it would stop Mm-hmm. but then it would repeat itself because then it would be somebody else. And, you know, yeah. so it was, um, it would just, it was just like you said, an ugly cycle. But in the second, in the second one, I, I feel like there was no remorse. It was like, well, I already said, I'm sorry. What else do you want me to do? Right. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And it kind of leaves you with your heart. Like just there, like, okay, well, well, I mean, what yeah. do you say to that? Like, that's true. What can he do? But damn, can you at least care that you broke my heart? Right. Like, geez. Right. You stepped out on me, bro. Like, you, there's a healing process that exactly. has to occur, right? It's yeah. like you're, you can give them forgiveness, but it might take a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's crazy because in my second one, that's when we were like totally involved in church and stuff. And so um, I felt like, too, I um, was letting other people also kind of lead my decisions Mm -hmm. like they would use biblical verses you know they would use bible verses like well a woman should do this and this and that and that blah 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 and now i'm like okay no god you tell me what this verse means because i'm not gonna go by what people say because i'm not gonna allow anybody to manipulate me like if god puts spiritual leader in my life yes okay god you put that spiritual leader in my life i'm gonna respect what they say and stuff like that but to just listen to just anybody just throwing Bible verses, I mean, nah. yeah, I, I had that um, when I actually asked for the divorce and when I went to church because we attended the same church and mm-hmm. we attended separately. And he was in there talking to every elder possible about <sighs> our situation and, of course, not giving them the real deal. Mm-hmm. And so I would have women who who didn't know the mm-hmm. history of our marriage come and tell me if anybody can fix this god can and i was just like ma'am yeah. god himself told me i should <laughs> right i shouldn't be in this marriage any longer which that makes no sense to god, god affirmed people. it mm-hmm. yeah like and god told me in the beginning i shouldn't have been in this marriage anyways <laughs> but but, girl. <laughs> but i was not an obedient person girl mm-hmm. i dealt with so many things i remember getting screenshots from women oh my God. That would show me like the the messages that he sent. Um, another thing that I just remembered was, I I had an issue with gifts and surprises, because um, he was from Corpus Christi, and mm. when he would go back home to see his son, because he, he has got another son, mm-hmm. um, he would sometimes come back with a gift, mm. a gift for me, and it was almost like a guilt gift. Like he was dealing with his own guilt. And so he would give me uh, something. And so one time he came back with a bunch of air conditioning filters, like for the house, like to replace. And I was like, this is weird. Uh Well, the girl who had sent me the screenshots worked for, Oh gosh, (laughs) some kind of air conditioning company. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. How, how do you ask? The side piece. Okay, hey, can I get some of these filters for <laughs> for my for the house for my wife? Right. Like, just like 
No shame, man. <laughs> like, what? And I mean, one of the one of the conversations, and she was married too, so they were both having an affair, and um, he had borrowed money, so he wasn't just a cheater; he was also a gambler. Wow! And so she she had loaned him money. And so when she gave me all these text messages and and gave me all this intel, she asked me if I would repay his debt. Uh, Hell no. Hell no. no. You can take that up with him. (laughs) I don't have anything to do with that. Mm -hmm. I was not part of any of your transactions. So don't include me. Get off my phone. (laughs) That's crazy. See, and I'm I'm glad nobody ever reached out to me. It was the last one and in the second marriage. Like in the first marriage, nobody ever like called me or reached out to me. It was just one time that one of my brothers told me. So that was not good. But um, in the second one, it was just like, I feel like in the industry that he worked in, like people knew stuff. And then so I would go to the events and stuff and I, you know, being with him for 12 years and him being in that industry for that long too, like you develop friendships with some right. of their, you know, right. um, colleagues. And sometimes like it was crazy though. Cause like when everything popped off, then some would be like, Oh, we thought this and that. And then, um, some people that even would work with him, they're like, he's such an a-hole. And, mm-hmm. da, da, da. and I was like, okay. <laughs> you know what I found after when, when the world started finding out that I was going through a divorce, it was like everybody knew but me. Yeah. And I just wonder, like, I wonder if I did know and I just didn't want to believe it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, God, there's no way I didn't not know because there were so many different things. But right. when he would apologize to me, I took it as a genuine apology. Yeah. And I thought that you were really like not this- going to do it again. Right. I, I believed it. And I, man, just a ding dong. I can't even tell you how many times I went through it. I can't even count. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But there were so many women mm-hmm. who came out the woodworks once they found out to come and give me their personal story with something that had occurred with him where, uh-huh. where maybe he was inappropriate with yeah. them, where he was yeah. uh, testing the waters to mm-hmm. see what he could get away with wow. and how... They always wanted me to know, but they didn't want to be the one to tell me. Right. So how do you feel about that when it's like when you know somebody is cheating and you have that information, do you feel like it's better to get involved and tell them or do you just allow it to run its course? That's a tough place to be in because I have been in that situation like um, for a while I did the online dating Mm -hmm. and like twice that I've run into um, people I know their man in there. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell? Wow. And it's like, do I tell them? Do I not tell them? Because cause that's a tough situation to be in because like, are they going to like, I took screenshots because I yeah. was like, you, I'm not lying. Like this shit is right here in my face. So I was like, uh, <laughs> like if it was a close friend, I was like, look, girl. Well, actually both of them, like I would hang out with with them you know so i was like hey um i found this i maybe you're aware of it already i don't know because you know people have open relationships and stuff so i right. i don't know like i don't i'm not surprised by anything anymore yeah so i was like hey you know i was you know scrolling you know swiping <laughs> swiping left all day long 
<laughs> or is it right? Which one is it when you don't the want? No, left, girl. To the left. To the left. Okay. Get out of to here. Left, to left. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. I've left all day long. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Isn't this so-and-so? Oh. And I was like, wait a minute. And I'm like reading. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's him. All right. I said, so I don't know. Maybe it's an old profile. Whatever. I don't know. It's your business. But I'm just letting you know because I just can't like let you be made a fool of. Yeah. You know? But it's hard because some people will turn around and get pissed off at you. Right. So... A good friend of ours, <laughs> he always says, mind your business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like sometimes with, with my situation is people weren't going to tell me because well, I wasn't going to leave my situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to stay in it anyways. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't until I was actually ready yeah. to leave is when, when it mattered. If I would have gotten that information, it would just crush me but I probably would have stayed there. Right. I just, that's why I was just curious how you would handle it. Cause it seems like a tough predicament to be it in. Is. My friends always joke that if they ever cheated, I would never get to know because I'm the snitch friend. And <laughs> Cause you can't, I cannot like my conscience would not be able to yeah. handle that, especially when it's like a friendship where they involve you with yes. their spouse and then you build a relationship with mm-hmm. them. Like, no, don't put me in that position. Right. Please don't. Don't don't do that to your girlfriends. Don't do that to your homies. Um, I, I, that's one thing I didn't do. Like, I would go cheat on my own. But there was a time where I had a partner in crime. And I've been trying to set up an appointment with her. Uh-huh. We already have a name for the, the episode, <laughs> This Madres. And, <laughs> but, um, for, but. All the other times, like uh, like a lot of my family and friends, they didn't know. Like, no, mm-mm, they didn't know at all because I didn't want any connection. With, right. Yeah. But um, like, and it's not something like I was proud of either. You know, I mean, I wasn't like it wasn't enough shame to make me stop. But right. <laughs> but it wasn't like like now it's not like something I'll boast about or whatever. And even even then, it, I kept it very discreet. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, I, that is a very tough situation. I've been in that situation before. And then, too, it's like it is true, though. But like when 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 is it OK to say something? Because I think about my last marriage and we were married for 12 years. And then this popped off. And that was not the first time he cheated on me. However, that was the first time that I knew of him cheating with somebody that actually had a relationship with me. Mm-hmm. Like I knew this young lady. She went to church with me i helped her out and stuff so that's why yeah so i'm like like yeah i have questions i'm not gonna ask them but i wonder like who reached out to who first like who was the one that tested the waters was it her was it him more than likely him i mean he was a cheater yeah so i wouldn't be surprised if it's him but then if you were that close to me if you looked up to me and if you loved me as you say as a friend that you know then why didn't you tell me if he was hitting on you? Why didn't you tell me? Right. You know, so like, I mean, I'll never get those answers. I don't care to talk to either one of them, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm finally like I was telling you, like, I'm finally at a place where I can not feel anger when I think about them. Yeah. Thank God. You know, but of course, my heart is still healing from some of that stuff. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> there's um, there's a movie called Queen and Slim. Mm-hmm. And in it, I, and I talk about this quote all the time. I feel like I've <laughs> talked about it in five podcasts. Um, but I mean, it's so profound. But she says, like, I want someone who loves me, like, through all of my ugliness. Yeah. And somebody, uh, there's scars that I don't even know I have. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't That's want you true. to I don't want you to heal them for me, but I want you to be there for me as I'm healing them myself. Yeah. And so I, that's one of my biggest concerns since I've been single. I've been single for three years. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that I've done the work to, to heal as much as I can. But I know that once you actually get in that vulnerable place and oh. get into a relationship, yeah. it's like you're going to deal with a whole new set of insecurities and mm-hmm. things that you can't really work past until you're actually in it. Yeah. And so I just pray that I I find somebody that's willing to to be there and allow me to go through that process mm-hmm. because I do want to be healed and whole um, right. when I do go into a new relationship. And it's amazing like how we weren't the ones doing the dirt, right. but there's so much work that we have to do yes. on ourselves mm-hmm. to get past it and to make sure that we're prepared mm-hmm. for the next relationship. Right. Yeah. And that, you know what? I love that. Um, when I was, you know, um, listening to you talk to you, talk today, and share um, some things. I was like, oh my God, there's somebody like me that still believes in love and they still believe in a relationship, like a monogam- <laughs> monogamous one. I'm like, I do. Oh my God. I, I love love. I'm a hopeless romantic. Oh, me too. And I'm just, I'm thankful that the things that I have gone mm-hmm. through didn't taint that yeah. part of me. Yeah. I just know that I need to do a better job of picking somebody mm-hmm. that's really truly equally yoked with me. Right. And it's going to love, honor, respect, and cherish. Mm-hmm. Our, our union the way that I will. Yeah, I agree. And that's my thing. I think too, because we have put in the work, you're not just going to give your heart to just anybody that comes along, yeah. you know? So um, I feel like the men that actually date us and I think from in getting to know, like as they get to know you and stuff, they get to tell what type of person you are, mm-hmm. you know, and they pick up on those things. Cause I hear some people, that continue to repeat the cycle, choosing the same type of man that is mm-hmm. not good for them or attracting that type of man. And I'm like, stop dating. Focus on you. Yeah. Because you're going to continue to attract those type of men because you're not ready or like you're giving off those vibes, you know, like mm-hmm. I feel like there's some, not everyone, not every person out there dating is out to harm you but there are some people that prey on that insecurity or prey on a person that doesn't even know what they want or is a uh, very um like i don't want to say submissive but they're like like won't speak up for themselves and stuff mm. like that like there are some people Just that meek yes mm-hmm. there are some people that prey on those type and take advantage of them yeah. you know and then there are other people that, like you said, hurt people, hurt people. There's just yeah. a lot of people out there hurt and they're dating and they just are hurting each other. Mm-hmm. And maybe they are good people deep down inside, but because they haven't healed. Yeah. On on our podcast, we um, on the Tapping with the Tripod podcast, mm-hmm. we did a, a Melly Mel episode okay. where um, the other two, Angie and Destiny, interviewed me and they okay. spoke to me. And they asked me how I felt about when I do get in a relationship or, you know, when I'm dating somebody, mm-hmm. how I felt my friends reacted to that. My <laughs> friends are highly protective of me mm-hmm. because the way the way they speak of me is like, Mel is pure of heart. She's just got a pure heart. And there's not a lot of people out there like that. Yeah. And so Destiny said something that made a lot of sense to me on that episode. She said, when when you are somebody that loves like we do, that people are going to be attracted to your light. Yeah. And they might not be in position to actually mm-hmm. receive that, but because they're so attracted to that light, they're going to want to keep you for themselves anyways. True. Yeah. And so that's where I we probably both have to do a better job of distinguishing 
somebody's intention. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and I'm such like the romanticist that I'm just like, oh, she she gets on me because I'm like, they're so nice. And she's like, everybody is not nice, Mel. They're not nice. They had a baby <laughs> behind your back. They're not nice anymore. And I'm just like, oh, but but they were so nice and, until they had a baby. <laughs> I know. I'm the same. I'm like, but I like to see the big picture and the whole picture and this and that. And they're like, no. She, no. she said, your, one of your best qualities is your ability to see the good in people. Yeah. But one of your worst qualities is your ability to see the good in people. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't get past the good that you saw. The right. Pers- it's like. The, the um, what is it called? The potential. And, right. I see your, I see your heart's right. desire and your potential. Be that. Be that. Oh it's in gosh. you. That's so funny. Oh. I just, I was thinking about that because I had a drive um, back from Houston today. And I was like, I'm there all. Like, I feel like a. Uh, a little girl in love right but I was like God I love you so much and I'm like driving along and the sky looks so pretty I can't mm. hear the birds but I'm like had something on the radio I don't even know what was on there <laughs> and I'm driving and then I see like a bunch of birds and they're like flying in it and I swear like in my eyes they're like dancing for me in the air <laughs> and I'm like oh my god I just love this glorious. and I'm like thinking oh my god like why can't I like I was thinking at that moment though I was like I wish people could see what I see sometimes. Yeah. I really do f- wish they could see the beauty that I see sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what breaks my heart a lot of times is that people can't see that yeah. because they have been hurt or yes. or they focus on the negative things of the world. They think you think like them and yes. you don't. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll see people and I'm like, I really wish you could see what I see. Like, I wish I could capture it and... Like, because, you know, I'm driving, I can't be recording, but even still what I see, the camera is not going to pick that right, up. Right. And, and I'm like, man, I wish people could see that. And then I started thinking, you know, my mind goes off and, and I always feel like, um, God has shown me his heart and because he has shown me his heart, that's why I'm able to see the beauty in this mm-hmm. world, despite yeah. the ugliness that has happened to me. I'm going to tell you something, Joe, Joe from Cup of Joe with Dre. He told me, he <laughs> said, when there's people who are like like that, like you, that we've really got to protect those kinds mm-hmm. of people because the world is so ugly yeah. that it's going to try and taint that. And um, I think that's why when, when Destiny was asking me about how do I feel about my friends, I mean, my friends are Mm -hmm. it's like going up against the army if i'm bringing in somebody new because they are highly protected of me but i know that it it does come from a a place of love right um because we tend to be that doughy eyed Mm, yeah listening to the birds (laughs) chirp type people (laughs) and um when we do that it sometimes skews our ability to see people's reality everybody isn't good everybody doesn't have good intentions and um Mm mm-hmm I just wish people were just honest. Yeah, G- give you the option to right. choose if you want to be in their mess or not. Don't <laughs> yeah. don't disguise it right. as something that it would be appealing to me. Right. Let me make that choice. Yes. Give. Let me allow me to make that decision. Be honest with me and let me pick if I want to be a part of your mess or not. <laughs> right. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's asking too much at all because no. for every girl who says no, there's one who will say yes. Exactly. That is very true. Some people don't. Some. I. I. Um. I joke around and, and every now and then I'll drop a little shout out and I'll be like, what's up, me toxicos? You know, like <laughs> I have love for toxic people, not like I want to be with them, but I just I'm entertained by it. Like, yeah, 
but I want to help them at the same time. I'm, I'm a fixer and a healer too. I'm like, oh, see? let's fix you. You have a yeah. you have a good heart. I can right. see it. And they're all like with their claws, like waiting, waiting to you know pounce Freddy on Kruger. you. Yeah. Freddy Krueger. And I'm like, but I do. I'm like, hey, toxicos. You know what? Like for me though, the big, um, the biggest person or the person that they would have, like if I'm going to bring somebody in um, that would need approval where I'm actually like serious about somebody is my, are my kids. But, oh yeah. But mainly my daughter. Okay. My daughter will make it known and she'll be like, mm-hmm, and she'll ask questions and she'll tell me if she likes them or not. And my daughter's not like us, like, like she has a big heart. Both of my kids have a big heart. But my kids see people for who they are, mm-hmm. not the good in them, not the potential. No, let me see what what you got on the table. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do you want with my mom? Like, wow, you know they're they're like they're not interviewing the person, mm-hmm. but they're watching. They yeah. listen to how I, how I talk to them. They're watching to see does he open the door for my mom? Does he pull out her chair? Does mm-hmm. he do things for her? And at that, like, if it was up to my kids, they would probably want to ask them or um, their income tax return, or their credit score, (laughs) you know, what type of job you do, because for them, they feel like, no, you've worked hard all your life. You need security. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's like my kids, and then, I mean, I do have some friends that will be like, okay, who's this person? What's up? Yeah. You know, and so I'm like, whoever I date, like seriously date, Mm -hmm. like finally date, (laughs) Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always feel. And I, but you know what Destiny said to me on our episode? She said, you know, we are an army that they have to come against, but we're, mm-hmm. it's a winnable battle. Right. Just show that you're a genuine person right. with good intention. Yeah. And then you could be, it's mm-hmm. easy to win the battle. It is. My kids are still young, so I, mm-hmm. they haven't, they don't have those kinds of feelers yet. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's always a tricky situation for me in knowing when it's okay and safe to bring somebody yeah. around my children and the times that I've allowed people to meet them, um, it's, and it's only happened a, a couple times, but the first time it was eight months. Mm-hmm. It took me eight months, and and I waited until I knew that this was somebody that I could actually have a sustainable friendship with, mm-hmm. no matter what. Okay. And so I I'm not upset with myself um, for having done that one. The other one was just kind of short lived, and they just saw him in passing it looked like a business transaction Mm -hmm. but my kids don't really see me interact with men any kind of way they're they're funny like when when they go with their dad they're like mommy you know you need to get a boyfriend i'm like why (laughs) because when because when we leave you you're just by yourself all the time i'm like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) sure kids (laughs) (laughs) yes that's what happens i just stay here all day i know (laughs) they forget that we are people and we actually have friends and family (laughs) we we can actually do things (laughs) we don't just stay home waiting for them to come back it's going to be interesting though when i finally do get in a relationship and they see me in that element Mm -hmm. i'm going to be curious to see how they react to that because they've never seen me with anybody (laughs) in that type of intimate setting um only their father yeah only their father yeah that, but i mean he's been in like a live-in relationship so they've got to see him mm-hmm, but i think it's a little different as for the mom right mm-hmm, because they live with you yeah and it's just different Your different mom. pressures as a, yeah. as a woman and as a mother there are and that's uh that's just how it is we can't change that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
I don't know. I feel like it's worth it. Um, yeah, they're protecting. Your yeah. kids are protective yeah. of you. You'll have your time. Like they grow up so fast. Because mine are 24 and 31, and I'm like, I miss when they're little. I mean, I have my grandkids. Right. You know, but still, like, it's a different love. Mm-hmm. It's like, a, don't mess with my grandbabies. Like, I don't care if you're their parents. Don't mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but um, it it is. But in this, on the same, like, um, point that you make, it's, it's going to be different. Because if I bring somebody around, my grandkids are, are little. They're young, you know. Right. And so for them, like they, the two older ones, they, they knew my ex as, you know, one of their you know grandpas. You right. Know? So that was like, I know we don't really talk about it a lot, but I know like at first they would ask for him. <clears throat> and then it was just kind of like, my son was like, nah, you don't need to be asking about him. No. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> yeah. You know, but I always think again, cause I remember being a kid and not being able to express myself and say what I'm feeling. I'm like, but they have to be able to express themselves and say what they feel. They can't determine everything that's going to happen, but they need that safe place to be able to say like, Hey, you know, I miss this or I don't like this. Right. Right. But that balance that you need when you have the little ones. Oh, my, my kids did something to me wild two weekends ago. So the guy that I'm currently seeing, I've been seeing him for a few months and Uh And we went to go have dinner, and my kids were with me. And we're at the table, and my daughter is like, remember that one time? And talks about <laughs> another guy, the one guy that I told you took me eight months. Okay. <laughs> brings his name up, like, at the table. Like, like we haven't seen him, and I can't even tell you how long. And and this is the time you want to bring him up? I wanted, I wanted to die in the moment. Like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. kids real. <laughs> Oh, like, way to throw salt in my game, girl. That's, oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. So um, I wanted to ask you, though, like, I know you said it took that moment for you to realize, like, it just was not going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were with him for 10 years and put up with it continually. Yeah, and it's almost like you just meet your threshold, mm-hmm. the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. So we were um, we were celebrating Christmas mm-hmm. with our kids. They had just opened all their gifts, and I had bought my daughter some some headphones. And when I had purchased them, I didn't realize they were repackaged. Mm. And so I was like, "Oh man, I hope these work." And so I went to to try them out. And so he was next to me, and he had his phone. Oh. And I was like, "Hey, can I borrow your phone real quick?" Because I I had really worked at myself. I know I spoke in the beginning about I was like, "Give me that phone." Yeah. But I never wanted to be that person, mm-hmm. so I always worked on myself so I didn't stay that person right and so um it was very innocent I went to YouTube to pull up a video real quick and then boom in that instant a message popped up uh, from a woman and I was and it wasn't like a regular text message like he had downloaded some kind of application oh. to try and be sneaky about it so to me if you're downloading an app you're being like you're premeditating mm-hmm what you're doing right yeah and so i i was like oh my gosh so now i was going to be the snooper because mm-hmm. i i just got it i mean it's right there in yeah front of you. And this is this is one thing i learned ladies if you're listening or men um <clears throat> you don't have to you don't have to go snooping for it Mm-mm. if it's meant to be seen it's going to be seen god mm-hmm. is going to give it to you that's true and so in that moment when it popped up i was like oh girl you got 10 seconds to do your research go because mm-hmm. he was literally sitting beside me on the couch and then my child was between us. Mm. And so when I did it, 
I didn't find one message. I found multiple messages oh from multiple women. And I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, we're in the middle of doing Christmas with our children. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. is what you're over here doing? And so it was really a very calm moment for me. I He asked for his phone, and at first I didn't give it to him. And then I, I did, and I was like, you want to meet me in the back room? Because I was trying to just show face mm-hmm. in front of my kids. Yeah. And so we went to the back room, and I said, well, <clears throat> I already know, so go ahead and let me mm-hmm. let me look. Right. And he said, no. <laughs> and I was like, no. And I said, all right, well, um, you don't live here anymore. Mm. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And And that moment <laughs> when I pulled the plug on things, it, it really was a lot. It was more like a light switch, like just flicked it off and and it was over. Mm-hmm. In that very moment, it was over for me because I had already, I had already exhausted all options. Yeah, I had done everything to fight for my marriage. I was right. I was constantly in the ring fighting, mm-hmm. but the problem was is I was always in the ring by myself. Right. Yeah. And so um, he had to take his son back to Corpus, and I said, "All right, I guess you're going to take the kids with you, mm-hmm. and I want you to have a conversation and let them know that you're not." going to be staying here anymore and Mm -hmm. um i'm going to pack your stuff when you go i'm not going on the trip and so i i sat there v and i folded and packed all of his belongings i looked crazy i'm sure if if somebody would have watched me and and i didn't drop a single tear and the whole time i was doing it i swear when we said god told me my marriage was done the whole time i was doing it i just kept hearing his voice say you are strong mm-hmm. over and over. It was like a thunderous roar saying, you are strong. And so that's how I knew God affirmed me. Like, girl, mm-hmm. you stuck you stuck in that marriage and you try to make it work and yeah. you got to let it go. Yeah. And so um, I never looked back after that day. Wow. And it, it just, it brought me so much peace. Mm-hmm. And my child, my youngest son, a few months later, He asked me, he said, Mommy, why do you always laugh and smile so much? (laughs) And it was like all the affirmation I needed to know that I was in a good place. Because I know that when I was married, I definitely wasn't walking around smiling and happy. I was sad. I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I was lonely. Mm -hmm. I was impatient with my kids because I was taking out my my frustrations on them. And it just... It wasn't right. And that's really what solidified the decision mm-hmm. for me was I knew that my kids needed to see a better version of their mother. Right. And I needed to show them a better example of love than what I was showing them. Yeah. So, I know. yeah. That'll do it. <laughs> I know for, you know what? I'm like, oh my God, why Mel? Why? So I did the same thing. I packed all his stuff in this big old suitcase and I just put it all in there and I got mm-hmm. all his stuff and dropped it off at his mom's. I didn't burn his stuff. Or right, nothing. I, like either. I actually packed this stuff. It was too, peaceful. Like, I'm right? done. Right. This changing the locks. Mm-hmm. It's I don't over. even have the energy to be ugly to you because we had gone through a separation when, when I just had one kid with, I have three kids. Uh-huh. Um, but when I just had my, my oldest son, when we split, <laughs> We were living off uh, Marbach Road in, oh, in an apartment complex, <laughs> and I threw all of his stuff off, out the balcony. Uh, did you? Oh, everywhere! <laughs> and like, if one shoe went to the left, I made sure the right the <laughs> shoe went to the right. That's like, hilarious. I just made sure it was a disaster. And he's he was a basketball player and had all these trophies from all these insignificant ass tournaments. And I was just like this. 
this is important. Boom. And I would throw it and break it. Like I didn't, I was mad. Yeah. I was thin line. A thin line between love yeah, and hate. There you go. Mad. But no, the, on the final straw, it was, it was a very peaceful moment. Wow. Um, because it was like, You've already taken too much of mm-hmm. my energy in dealing with your mess. Mm-hmm. I have nothing more to give you. I just I want mm-hmm. you gone. And so the very first thing I did was I cleaned my home mm-hmm. and I made sure it was just immaculate because I wanted to be in a clean environment where mm-hmm. I could have clean thoughts right. and just really work at immediately mm-hmm. healing. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. I had to go to counseling. Yeah. <laughs> I needed it. Like I... I was depressed. I didn't want to go back, but um, I I was mad at myself because I prolonged it. Like, I knew it was over, mm-hmm. and I did the same thing. I fought. I was praying. I was, like, fighting against the enemy and fasting for this marriage, and then, no, it's not going to end. It's not going to, you right. know, this is not what God wants for me. And then, finally, I remember one day... <clears throat> He had already moved out and and he was trying to come back, but God was like, no. And I was like, what do you mean? No. Like, and, and then, but I remember praying and I was still fighting still like, okay, God, I'm gonna trust you. And then one day I was just like, okay, I, I feel like I already, I like, I already knew, I already knew that he was cheating. That was not like hidden from me, but I didn't know with who or what. And then I finally just said, Because at that time, he still had access. He was still coming to the house every Mm -hmm. now and then. We would, you know, um, spend some time together. And, um, but then one day I was just like, okay, God, I'm ready. Yeah. Go ahead. Just expose it all. Yeah. I'm ready. Like, if there's something to be exposed, I'm ready. But because he told me, I got you. Right. And I was like, okay, then I'm ready. If you got me. Then I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, everything just came out. Everything that I kept suspecting and asking him and her mm-hmm. that they kept denying and they would work on the story together. So they were making <laughs> me look like I was the crazy, right. um, jealous wife that's falsely accusing them of doing stuff. And they made me look like that to the pastors at the church. They made me look like that in front of family. And then when it finally all came out, it was like... Like a part of me was pissed off at everybody. Like, how did y'all not believe me? I'm not like yeah. y'all. Y'all act like y'all didn't know me. Like, I'm just gonna make up this stuff. Like, all of a sudden, I'm gonna go from being this confident person that's not questioning anybody to falsely accusing somebody of cheating with my husband. Like, come on. And so then um, she. It was one morning where I was getting dressed for work and she sent me a text and it said that exactly that. It just said everything that you accused us of is true. (laughs) And then sure enough, he walks in the door as like she beat him to it. And he looks at me and he says, I have to talk to you. And I said, no, you don't. And I just showed him my phone. She beat you to it. There's nothing you have to say to me. No, she just sent that because I told her it was over. And I said, there's nothing for you to say anymore. We're done. Mm. Get out of my house right that's it we're done i didn't want to argue and he's like you know waterworks and and i said i don't there's nothing to say Mm -hmm. and even to her all i could say was thanks for telling me the truth thanks (laughs) for finally telling me the truth i was i was a little rough when i told you that i told him to go on the trip i also told him i said do not call my father do not call the pastor i'm not going (laughs) to counseling i'm not doing anything this is it Mm -hmm. this is it i you know um my pastor actually I spoke to him maybe 
maybe a month ago. And, um, he, and he's been my pastor throughout my entire marriage Mm -hmm. and, and still to this day, he said to me, he said, Melissa, you're, (laughs) I have never seen a wife fight so hard for their marriage. And so it's (laughs) admirable. Mm -hmm. And I just thought like, Ooh, I don't, I don't want that for anybody to, to fight that long, hard suffering kind of battle. Mm -hmm. Um, I appreciate the compliment and knowing that I was a wife that was willing to really take right. your vows to heart right. through thick and thin. Because mm-hmm. if you think about vows, you're really saying that no matter what, right, we're going to work it out. Right. But no. <laughs> you know, but Jesus said, you know. Yeah, infidelity is a whole nother story. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, especially like they continue. They don't, there's no repentance. They, there's right. no remorse, no nothing. Like you, and then too, what it does to you as an individual. Yeah. When somebody continues to cheat on you. I, I realized that I was a doormat. Mm-hmm. Like you really walked all over me. You, he took advantage of my forgiveness. Right. And my desire to really want to make mm-hmm. it work. You, you yeah. weaponized that against me. Mm-hmm. And um, so when it was time to throw in the towel, God put the seal of approval on it. Exactly. He put it on the stamp. Boom. Go. Yep. <laughs> same and look at me now like i like to be on this this christian walk now and um to know that okay god you're calling me to ministry to know that i'm going back to school to pursue a a a phd like i just think (laughs) had i stayed in that situation Mm -hmm. i would have been stagnant right and so um sometimes we have to go through those things and go through hard times in order for us to get to where we're really supposed to be right and so although it was traumatizing and terrible sometimes we have to but it's it's better to be an obedient person because like i said god told me in the beginning this this marriage isn't for you i always think of it as a highway like we're driving on the highway and god said take exit seven right (laughs) take exit seven (laughs) and i was like no not not exit seven and so i kept driving i kept driving and uh-huh. god was like i told you exit seven and i was like mm, no i'm not ready i'm not ready uh-huh. and so what ends up happening is you have to bust a yui at some point right and go to exit seven <laughs> you gotta go or you're uh, you're on 410 so it just goes in a circle you're gonna end up at exit seven right. again at some point. Oh, look, what do you know it's exit seven are you, are you getting off this year no no yeah we do that sometimes we're yeah but god is faithful and that's like one of the things that i've i've had to cope with was like you know that story in the bible where they spent 40 years in the wilderness yes. uh-huh. for an 11 day trip yeah that that, yeah. that yeah. story hits me a little hard like oh gosh that was me I'm 10 like, years right 10 I, years i know i did Jeez, the first one i did 15 the second i did 12 Oof. yeah that's a lot of your adulthood it is mm. so now i'm like like right now i mean i did i did date for a while i tried the date the online dating and stuff um i met some cool people you mm. know not everybody is a weirdo or yeah you know i met some cool people and then but then too i noticed like there was when i first started um the online dating it was like when i first like went through my divorce and stuff so i was like oh let me check it out everybody talks about it whatever and then i saw it and then i was like eh, i'm not ready yet and so then um for a long time i didn't talk to any like any guys at all i i was like no god i don't want to make the same mistake i made last time because right. i jumped from one marriage to another i don't mm-hmm. want to make the same mistake i want to give myself time 
And then when I finally did start like dating, whatever, I never actually dated somebody that I met online. It was people that I would meet in person mm-hmm. that I actually dated. And so I remember I I, I, I um, got off of it. I just turned it off. I was like, oh, I don't have time for this. And then I got on it again like a year and a half or well, COVID two years. kind of forced yeah, us that direction. Yeah. yeah. But I noticed it's like, it's the same guys on there yeah. that were there like two years ago or you're you, like it's like okay yeah. like Ugh. we're spinning our wheels here like yeah. what what what's wrong with you you're still on here <laughs> <laughs> like your your profile says looking for a relationship please get me off of this dating site <laughs> what's wrong with you sir like, <laughs> oh gosh online dating i i will say i did i did have my stint at online dating uh-huh. and i i too met some nice people uh-huh. but then sometimes i wondered like did i just set the bar so low for myself <laughs> and i was like i was impressed like so easily impressed like wow <laughs> he can cook <laughs> oh girl i oh. like that too i'm like oh cook what, what? <laughs> right i'm like wow he could he his house is clean <laughs> like i would just be so impressed at the smallest things and i was just like girl you right. you have got to live a little I know. this should not get you that excited oh my gosh that's me i was like and i was not kidding when i told you earlier i was like look god here's my heart because i don't trust myself with it here you go right i told her i said listen god i need you to send me somebody to my house send them to my house because that's where i'm gonna be i'm gonna be in bed at like 9 30 yeah. <laughs> i'm working on that i need to go to bed earlier totally need to go to bed earlier but um yeah so do you have any um I guess an encouragement or something if someone is going through that, that they've been in a relationship um, where there has been a lot of infidelity and they're at a crossroads or just any any type of encouragement, tips, anything. Yeah, I, I think that when when love is really a godsend, it's not supposed to be a hurtful, mm-hmm. traumatizing experience. Mm-hmm. So when you when you think about God's love, that agape love where, yeah. where he just loves you so unconditionally, you know, we falter because we, we're human. Right. We're just trying to be Christ-like. And so my encouragement for you is to just listen. Stay in prayer. Keep God at the center of your relationship. That really needs to be the glue that keeps you bound to each mm-hmm. other. And and if you don't have that, then maybe start there. Mm-hmm. Start there in your relationship. Um, because I, I do think that people can bounce back okay. from infidelity mm-hmm. um, as long as both people are willing to yeah. do the work. It can't be one-sided. You can't be the person that's always doing the work, especially if you're the one that's not doing the traumatizing things. Right. Um mm-hmm. But just make sure you're smart in your decision. Listen to your your instinct. God gives you discernment to know mm-hmm. whether or not that's somewhere that you should be or somebody you should be with. Mm-hmm. And so listen, trust your instincts, and just don't forget to love yourself first. Right. Yeah. That's my thing, too, is like um, make sure you set boundaries in that relationship. Even though it's a marriage, and I know like we talk a lot about submission, but the Bible says like, a lot of people throw the a wife is supposed to submit to your husband. True. Okay. And your husband is supposed to submit to God. So mm-hmm. cheating should not be happening if he's submitting to God because God is not telling him to cheat. But, I, I, but the Bible also says like, we're supposed to submit to each other, you yeah. know? And it's, and I feel like it's just like what we expect from any relationship, a mutual 
you know, mutual respect for there to be unity, that we're there for each other, that we're trying to build something, not destroy what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always just tell people, make sure you have boundaries set in place, yeah. you know, because that's important because there are some people that have grown up seeing cheating and it's normal oh, yeah. for them. And it's like, oh, well, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be that way. No, you know, but nobody can tell you what to decide. It's your decision. At the end of the day, it's like for us what it took until we saw and God told us like, look, girl, he ain't going to mm-hmm. change. <laughs> right. Right. You know what somebody told me one time was when when you're looking for a husband mm-hmm. is you need to find a man who holds himself accountable to God. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a man who holds himself accountable to you, yeah, they're always going to fall short. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. that that's another piece that I, I would add in. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, Melissa, thank you. I appreciate you sharing your heart and being a guest. Of course. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And where can they find your podcast? Oh, we're available on all your streaming platforms. Just tap in with the tripod. Um, If you look for us on our social medias, it's tap in with tripod. Mm -hmm. Um, But we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We would love for you to give us a listen. Yes. I think we're pretty funny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I tend to be the more innocent of the three of us. So my <laughs> other co-parts, um, they they might they might get you giggling and laughing with their shenanigans. Um, but yes, thankful to be here. We appreciate yeah. having us on, having me on, and allowing us to represent. Of course, the podcast. Yeah. And what days does your episode, your new episodes, drop? What we drop on Tuesday, uh, eight a.m. Central Standard Time. Okay. Nice. And lately, we've been doing every other week. Okay. Um, we're trying to get back to the every week episode but uh we we're in different cities so Mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit challenging um but yes hopefully we'll be back to the weekly podcast but right now we're bi-weekly um but check us out we've only got 14 14 episodes We're, we're still pretty new um but like i said i think we're pretty funny yes yes check them out make sure you make time and since they're doing every other week you can catch up on the episodes (laughs) so um if you uh, cannot find them um tap in with the tripod you can always go to voice of v on instagram and i follow them so you can just go to my um to check out who i'm following and you'll find them on there and um of course you know where to find me on instagram and you can always stream on all um you can always listen to the podcast on all streaming platforms and um i just want to thank you for listening i hit um a thousand listens total hey, listens you know and i'm like okay <laughs> so thank thank you for the support i know some of you um have been there from the beginning and went through like i've gone through phases where it's like some were dark and it was like oh yeah you know <laughs> and y'all suck it through i'm here guys i'm here you know so um like i tell you always you know um trauma happens to all of us you know that's something we can't avoid mm-hmm. um but it also makes um it it also teaches you to persevere and to overcome and it builds resilience mm-hmm. none of us enjoy trauma you know but um like i always tell you healing is possible healing is a process and healing is your your responsibility so don't ever forget that don't expect anybody to heal you you be proactive you be your biggest advocate for your healing and for your journey amen. y'all right amen yes Tell them. <laughs> have an amazing week y'all and i'll catch you next week and just like that we wrap up another episode of voice of v don't forget to follow me on instagram under voice of v And the podcast can be streamed on most streaming platforms, 
So be sure to look me up, click the add button, and you will be notified every week when there is a new episode. Thanks for the support. This is your girl V and I am out.